901-901. We thank you for tuning in this morning. This is Sports Fun on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al, Robert the Bruce on the other side of the glass. And Jim Hobgood also in studio with us this morning. He'll be here through November. Uh, sponsored by Schilling S. We'll talk a little football, talk a little bit about everything. I mean, we do football, but we also talk about a, a number of different things. One thing I really, I did want to start off with was what we kind of concluded last hour, touched on, was Bobby Knight, 902 wins, uh, 371 losses, a winning percentage of 709, three titles, the last unbeaten team of all, of all time, almost 48 years now, 32 in zip. Uh, but boy, he, he had a temper. He was, would you say he was a bully? Well, I'm a little more favorable to Coach Knight. Uh, you know, he was passionate. He was passionate, <laughs> all right. You know, the funny thing is I was thinking driving over here, uh, it, it's no wonder he and Donald Trump were fast friends because there's a lot of similarity there. Their their attitude and behavior wasn't always exemplary. <laughs> but but their, well bo- their results in both cases were very favorable. You know, I, you know I, that, well, the paper makes reference, and I had forgotten exactly the date, but it was February 2020. A little over three years ago when he made his return to Assembly Hall and he, you know, at halftime of a game against Purdue and he yeah. walked out onto the floor with the help of uh, some of his players. Quinn Buckner, I think, yeah. was one of them. And, but he was surrounded by all the players that he had coached at Indiana. And, you know, I'm watching the thing and crying like a baby because <laughs> it was a very emotional moment and, and the crowd just went nuts. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, that – from an Indiana standpoint, you know, you look up in the rafters and there are three banners there that uh, were there because of he and his players. And since he's left, there haven't been any banners. So, you know, so you might not have liked the uh, behavior, but uh, you, you haven't gotten a banner since he left. So it it's, um, yeah, okay. so it's, a, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. You know, most of us are not all good or all bad. Uh, maybe some of the guys with Hamas are all bad. I don't know, but yeah, they, they, yeah. Uh, uh, but, no, but we all—it's a mixed report card for most of us. So, uh, but there's no question he was uh, an unbelievably successful coach. You know, you said 709 winning percentage, and that's in the Big Ten. So he's not playing a cupcake schedule. You know, he's playing against uh. real competition. And I mentioned to you, he came, uh, and this was early in his career. Uh, Bill Gibson, my coach, invited him to come and speak to our basketball banquet at the end of the season. And I remember Coach uh, Gibson told him, Bobby, keep it somewhat clean. And Bobby said, don't worry, Bill, I'll keep it somewhat clean. (laughs) 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 He he was a little off color even in those days, but it was funny. I I do remember that. (laughs) But Great response. (laughs) What a great response that is but to now, say, okay, yeah, do that. And then you mentioned, uh, you know, Coach K was his team captain at Army. So, you know, K has five titles, so that's that's eight between them. And I was just thinking that, you know, K is in his mid-70s now at least. Yeah. So when he was playing for uh, Coach Knight, Coach Knight was in his 20s. Uh, Bobby wasn't that much older than uh, no. Mike when they were a uh, player and coach. So it's it's just a, you know it's an era of college basketball that's uh, passing away. Uh, 
you know, and now we have to turn it over to a, a next generation. Tony Bennett and some of his peers yeah. need to step up and and lead the game through a very difficult. You know, this is our normal Wednesday subject, not today, but uh, you know, with the portal and NIL, there are a lot of challenges <laughs> that college athletics and college basketball has, and somebody needs to be the adult in the room and step up and try to uh, protect the integrity of the game going forward. But uh, Coach Knight. He will he will live on in the memories of uh, virtually anybody that watched his teams play or had like John had the uh, the opportunity to meet him in person. Yeah, John did, and he worked with him. So uh, again, John Feinstein has a, a very good column today in the Washington paper, and he says almost a Shakespearean character, brilliant, thoughtful, and tragically flawed. Yeah. Well, as I say, it's a it's a mixed report report card for most of us. Uh, we we'd like uh, to think maybe there's a few more positives and negatives yeah. for most yeah. of us. That on balance, it's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, when you send your son to play for him, that that answers the question of well, how you think. What do you think about Bobby Knight at the end of the day? Would you send your Would you send your son to play for him? I think you you're, you would have to be a certain type of kid and a certain type of player. But the interesting thing is, going back to that uh, February 2020 event, yeah. I mean, he was surrounded by his former players, and you could feel the the love coming across in the television yeah. screen. You know, so the so the people obviously he had some issues with some players, but the guys that played for him and stuck with him all loved him. Yeah, you know, and and, and I think they were probably better men. You know, I, I think you know it was a different time. Yeah. And, you know, you know, coaches now, and somebody mentioned this the other day, and it's probably true in football, too, you have to be careful how much you yell at a kid anymore because of the portal. You know, if he gets upset, he's going to say, I'm out of here. Back in the day, uh, you know, coaches were kind of brutal, you know. <laughs> and, you, you, you know, you didn't necessarily pack up and leave. You just sucked it up. It was kind of like the Army yeah. d- drill sergeant, you yeah. know. That, that was part of the growth process. And I think he really did love his kids, yeah, but he was so. just he, uh, yeah. he was an intense competitor, and and the guys that are successful, I always harken back a few years ago. Bayheim, Syracuse is playing at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and there's a bad call against Syracuse, or at least what he thought was a bad call, and he got so upset he he made a maneuver that split the seam in the back of his sport coat. Bayheim did, yeah. And I'm thinking at the time, you know, the guy's already in the Hall of Fame. Why you know why you get that upset? But it's just they're so intensely competitive, you know. And, Don't want to lose and, to Shashevsky or to, and, or to Duke. And the great ones—that's what you have. And uh, there's there was nobody I think more competitive than Robert Montgomery Knight. <laughs> that's uh, the truth. So may he rest in peace and uh, yeah, may he, blessings, get, may he get peace. Yeah, blessings to his surviving <laughs> wife and uh, two sons. So, uh, but yeah, anybody that knew him watched his teams play and he had a pretty uh, successful tv career once he finished too worked for yeah. espn for a long time and i i know he and dick vitale had a great relationship so it, it's it's a loss for the yeah. college basketball world certainly if not the, the whole world of athletics uh, we'll save some other stories from different yeah, times let's look forward to hearing john uh, yeah. reflect because john's obviously got some absolute or, or personal stories relative to coach so it'll be interesting to hear what his reflections uh, tomorrow on the show the um virginia cavaliers where you went to school where you played basketball you were a, <clears throat> a lettered athlete 
at Virginia, and um, they have been improving. They've gotten better through the course of the year. It's, it's not reflected in total number of wins. Uh, two weeks ago, you know, we went, they went down to North Carolina and they won that game. It was it was a game that your confidence, because time was wearing out, uh, that they were going to win the game. It, it, Miami is again a, a, a repeat of what happened in earlier games. Uh, Madison, North Carolina State, Boston College. Uh, I don't know if they had a lead against NC State anytime. I don't remember that, but I know they're leading BC. They're leading Madison, uh, but where they can't close the deal, and it went into overtime after they were winning that game. But they're playing better is the bottom line to me, and that's a good thing. Uh, Virginia now two uh, two and six overall, one and three. If um, you have four games left, the, the drive through November. And rarely you can see a college buy in November. This is this is where the rubber meets the road. And they've got uh, Georgia Tech at home. And Georgia Tech has had a couple of wins, including Miami, when the Miami coach didn't know whether to wind his wristwatch or spit. So uh, Georgia Tech is 3-2 and two and 4-4. Four and four. And they're thinking, the ball game. Uh, what about Virginia-Georgia Tech to start with? And we've got a, about a minute or two you can do here, and we'll pick it up after the pause. Well, you would think it's going to be a close game, and the, I think the line on the game is two points. I think the last time I looked at it, it might, might have moved a little bit. Two and a half is what it is. Clearly, uh, you're right. I mean, Virginia has has played better. They uh, they still need to learn how to close the deal and uh, against North Carolina and that and that's really the difference between winning and losing, you know. I always uh, used to tell Linda, you know, the other team gives scholarships too. Yeah. You know, anytime you don't dominate, and now you got to say the other team plays their pays their players too. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what it is. You're right. But uh, you know, some of it is just. <coughs> I think it's attitude, expectation. You know, back to basketball. I always thought Dean Smith's Carolina teams. If the score was tied with a minute to go, yeah. everybody on the Carolina team thought they were going to win. And that that's a big part of it. You know, I mean, they always say a big part of uh, being successful at work is showing up. You know, <laughs> a big part of winning is the expectation that you're going to win and somebody needs to make a play. You know, at, against North Carolina, Akir uh, rushed, got a piece of uh, May. <laughs> The ball got intercepted, and Virginia wins the game. So somebody made a play against Miami. Uh, they didn't make any plays. They had a couple of opportunities to stop Miami, both at the end of regulation and in overtime. They didn't do it either time, and they, they lose. So yeah. uh, so it's disappointing. You know, every coach looks at the season and says, what if? You know, if, if you give Virginia a dozen points – they could be six and two yeah. instead of two and six. Yeah. But you are what you are. That's what they always say. Yeah, Bill Parcells, you are you, you are what your record is. Yep. And was it uh, you're talking about the uh, the mental side of the game? Was uh, I guess Yogi Bear had the great quote there when he said, "Half the game is ninety percent mental." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Yogi. It's like get up out of that bed before you wish you better had. Yeah, a... <laughs> you, you wanted Yogi to do your taxes. You know, <laughs> he, he was good with numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made two hundred and fifty grand, and the government owes you money. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a pause. Uh, Jim Hobgood, Hobbo, is with us this morning, uh, as he is on Thursdays. There have been a few shifts there, and he's been kind enough to move around. And uh, John and uh, and uh, Hobbo were kind enough to move to Tuesday uh, because I could not be here yesterday, and I told you the reason why earlier. And uh, we will pick up some basketball talk and touch on some other things as well. World Series is over. Washington makes big trades. 
And basketball is uh, right here. We're at the doorstep, the threshold. The door is open. Everybody's saying, come on in. So we've got that. And football, the first CFP rankings came out. We'll go over that a little bit. Absolutely. As well. So don't touch the dial. Feel free to call in and talk to Jim Hobgood. He's a knowledgeable man on a lot of topics. And as I said, when we first opened up, he a lettered basketball star at the University of Virginia back in the day. Stay with us right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. You're listening to Sports Fun. And Robert the Bruce. He's on the other side of the glass. Stay with us. Catch us on your HD dial at 103.7 HD2. Just another place to find your home for sports in the capital city. ESPN Richmond. live and talking sports we thank you for tuning in this morning um there are big college football games this weekend we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of that now, virginia tech virginia we talked about virginia's getting better they're getting better it's not like north turner said that time when i was in the press conference after the game one one time up at rfk we're going to be a good football team <laughs> they were good one year and then uh he got fired anyway we uh, we've got good games in college football. Well, uh, you know uh, the game of interest uh, yeah. around here should be the Virginia Tech Louisville game because that's got conference <laughs> title implications. Yep. Because the winner of that game will have the advantage because of the tiebreaker. Now, obviously, the Hokies are an underdog going to Louisville, but if if somehow they would figure out a way to win that game with Man. the rest of their schedule being Boston College, NC State, and Virginia. I can I can see them in Charlotte playing Florida State in December. Yeah, and and well, I mean uh, that might be one situation where they'd be happy to get there. But yeah. once you're there, you want to win, right? And obviously, the game they played in Tallahassee, they they dug an early hole. But after the uh, early yeah. hole was over, they were pretty competitive. Yeah, they were. So I don't, I don't think the Hokies would go to Charlotte thinking we have no chance to win the no, game. No, you gotta but, go, you gotta believe you're gonna win. But right? the uh, the most important game is the next one. So Louisville. Uh, the flip side of that is if Louisville beats the Hokies, then all of a sudden they have the inside track to uh, get into Charlotte to play the uh, Seminoles. Yeah. They'd be five and one, and uh, Virginia Tech will be three and two. We hope Georgia Tech will be three and three because they're playing the Cavaliers right. in Charlottesville. And, uh, some of the teams with two <laughs> losses, uh, Duke and North Carolina, still have to play each other. So I, I haven't looked at the whole schedule, but you would think some people are going to play each other and have some losses there. So I would. Yeah. That's why I think the winner of this weekend's game uh, clearly has the inside track to get to the title game against Florida State, assuming they're going to be there. Uh, Espo's on with us. Hey, Panzano. <laughs> hey, man. How you doing? Hello, welcome, uh, welcome, ho- welcome home there, Hoss. Thank you. I over in the Med for a few weeks and uh, came back refreshed and re-Italianized. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, kind good. of a nice lifestyle. I almost stayed. Uh, don't blame you necessarily there, Pana. Yeah, that Croatia is wonderful. I recommend Croatia to anybody. That's a great place. So, oh, yeah. uh, it's enjoyable. But, and, but I did follow sports. 
and we, we had a casino on board, lots of TVs, and uh, when I wasn't losing, I was watching. So, well, good. I, I, I'm, I'm up to speed. I'm up. To speed. Did you uh, gain any weight on the trip? I actually lost eight. How about that? Hey, that's good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. At, at, at the spa every day, that helps. Oh, oh there you go. The, the, the Italian trainers are a little different than American trainers. <laughs> they have no, they have no limits. Oh, there you go. That'll do it for you. I think they, they try to make me into a soccer player. That wasn't going to happen. What would you call for sports wise? Hey, Tell us what's happening. <laughs> I heard that. I heard the general has passed, and uh, I'm, I'm a colorful guy. I mean, he, believe me, he, he had his roller coaster way. He's up and down. He, when he wasn't preaching pretty principled basketball and pretty principled program. He was throwing coffee cups at old ladies. So he's a, certainly a complex character. No question about that. He was a very complex character. Hobo? Uh, I think he was, I think, yeah, what do you think? Is he, is he better in the abstract or was he better to play for? Well, I think you'd probably have to ask his actual players in that regard. As I told Al, Al mentioned something earlier, would I want my kid to go play for Bobby? And I, I think a lot of that depends on the personality of the kid. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I was, I was probably too soft. <laughs> <laughs> but No, that's not true. That was you know, the 101st I, Airborne. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to I wanted to stand out on the perimeter and shoot jump shots, you know, so that uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I never met a shot I didn't like, you know. But uh but clearly, you know, uh, the great defensive coaches, uh, Bobby Knight, Mike, you know, and people forget the the great Duke teams obviously had so much talent, but they played defense. You know, you, I always go back oh, yeah. to the old Wojciechowski days where he's he's slapping the floor at midcourt, just digging in on defense. And I think that's one reason Duke has struggled uh, in more recent years is they have all these one and done <laughs> guys that uh, are hard. It's hard to get them to play the kind of defense that even K wanted them to play. But clearly. You know, Coach Knight had high expectations, and when they weren't met, he got a little irritated and uh, didn't always control and, his and, temper. And, and, and publicly so. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I, I was more a Rolly Massimino, Jerry Tarkanian kind of guy. They, they were my favorites. But well, the you, general you, had his moment. You, hey, you contrast uh, Coach Knight with Coach Wooden, who, uh, you know, just kind of sat over there on the bench with <laughs> his legs crossed and a program rolled up. But he also right. had, uh, you know, Kareem. He had Bill Walton and <laughs> had a few other guys, yeah. uh, you know, just roll the ball out. You know, I always joke with people. I think I could have won six national titles with his talent. Now, he, he won ten. Yeah. But, you know, the key there is just get out of the way and let him play. You guys know what to do. Go out there and do it. They say that when Jabbar was a was you know, Luau center course and played on the freshman team then, that they could beat the varsity hands down. Well, yeah, I, 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 no doubt, no doubt about that. Got an well, NBA body uh, out there. You know, uh, Espo's an LSU guy. Uh, back in the day, when Pistol Pete was there, uh, the people would come to the freshman game and then leave when the varsity came out. You know, because they they all wanted to see the pistol. Pistol the could best play. player I've ever seen in my life is <laughs> Pete Maravich by far. 
And of course, some of the listeners may not know. Back in back in the day, uh, freshmen were not eligible. You had to play on the freshman team. That's why they came for the early freshman game uh, to to see the pistol. Not only could he perform and score, but he was entertaining. He he did some things with the basketball that nobody else was able to do. He could pass, man. Nobody passed like that guy. Unbelievable. He wanted the the floppy socks and. All that. And he, I, I remember I turned on one Saturday more afternoon. Uh, yeah, I guess it, CBS was showing basketball. I mean, I was living at home, probably fifteen or sixteen, whatever. And Meredith was uh, Meredith. Listen to me, Maravich and LSU were playing. I think Ole Miss. I, I don't remember the opponent exactly, but I'm thinking Ole Miss or Tennessee. And he put up sixty three. And I just watched that game. I was going, like, "This is unbelievable." Sixty three points that was, uh, before the three point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, it could exactly. have been 75 or more, yeah. And, uh, anyway. and 10 assists, and, you know, four more he could have had, but the guys couldn't catch the pass. I mean, yeah. an amazing player. Amazing. He probably he had... always looked like he showed up from the church rec league. You know? <laughs> yeah. the way he looked like he dressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just showed up from home, guys, ready to play. Hey, don't knock the church uh, rec league. Sometimes there are real players in the church rec league, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, a lot of times, yeah, more than a few. All right, fellas. Uh, Enjoy thanks. talking to you guys. Well, thank you. More well, enjoyable listening. Take care. Welcome back, and thanks again to you and Shelly for sponsoring uh, yes. our visits with Habo here Absolutely. on 106.1. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, take Bye-bye. care. All right, uh, Habo talking a little football. We talked about Tech a little bit, and uh, their game, of course, is at Louisville. It's at uh, 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, Virginia's at 2 against Georgia Tech. <clears throat> Miami, NC State's 8 o'clock. Notre Dame, Clem is at Clem at noon. And uh, Notre Dame could win, but, you know, Clemson's going to get fired up. They're 4-4. Four and four. They don't want to drop to below 500, obviously. Notre Dame's a three-point favorite down in Death Valley on that yeah, game. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the interesting storyline of that is just the struggle that Clemson is having, as you say. Uh, four four losses uh for a while there, that was like three years. Three, yeah. Uh, and Dabo, you know, he's obviously not going to be fired, but I'm sure he's feeling a little heat down there from the uh, Clemson faithful who uh, have much higher expectations than this. So, yeah, that, it, it, it's an interesting game from that perspective. It doesn't really have national implications. No. But just because of the storyline of Dabo Sweeney and the uh, – recent success that they've had and it'll be interesting to see what they do you know i think he's one of the coaches that hasn't dipped in the portal quite no. as quite as much and unfortunately uh, coach bennett said this the other day in his media press conference that uh, like it or not the coaches that are going to succeed have to adjust you know you may not like it but the situation is what it is you got the portal you got the nil and you got to uh, adjust, or your program's not going to be successful. That's been proven now, hasn't it, by Clemson and Dabo Swing. You know, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Dabo might be in a little bit of hot water with the administration. The fact that way, uh, what he had a, a, a student, I believe, call on a show or whatever. Well, I think it was a show, one in person, I don't believe. It was, I believe, a a call in and he yelled at the student. Yeah, you got to watch that. You were talking earlier about Coach Knight having, yeah. having a <laughs> Yeah, the guy that walked by and said, hey, Knight. You know, Bobby Knight wasn't about to put up for that for a nanosecond. No, he he, uh, <clears throat> he, he demanded respect. You know? And I think Sweeney's feeling pressure. They didn't do anything really outstanding last year. I think they lost three, which was a lot. And, you know, after winning two national titles and that type of thing, there was pressure on them. Why don't we take our pause now? <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll come back. 
you talked about the uh, the four behind uh, behind Florida State in their schedules and who they're playing, et cetera. So you look at the you know you got Louisville, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Duke, uh, Miami, and Virginia Tech and Louisville each have one loss. The other three have two losses, and they all have four games remaining because this is November. This is where the rubber meets the road. All right, we'll return. We'll take a pause now. Nine twenty nine with our friend and uh, knowledgeable. A partner to have alongside us here, uh, Jim Hobgood, who did play for Virginia, as you remember, back in the early to mid-70s. And known goes by the name Hobbo, which is an easy and good nickname. You probably got called that in high school, didn't you? No, that was really more of a college thing that developed. Uh, you know, we, we had a coach, Dick DeBizo, so he was known as uh, Debo, and I became Hobbo. Hobbo. And uh, had a guy by the name of Lanny Stahersky. He became oh, Skibo. Yeah. So we had Debo, Hobbo, and Skibo. Lanny Stahersky. I remember the name. Uh, I love seeing you in your in your uh, your Lexus uh, SUV that you drive around town. Well, it's it, an Acura, but, it, it, you know. It's an Acura. Close enough. But you know. when you see the license plate, you think... Hobo. <laughs> well, it says Hobgood. You hobo. Know that, you Don't know you that, have one you say Hobo on it? No, nah, uh, one time, but yeah. it actually is Hobgood now. Well, good. You know, Averett wants my license plate for his brother because apparently he, he still runs around town claiming he's a cousin of mine, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, he gets to... street cred that way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a pause. We'll return right here, 1061 ESPN. Don't touch that dial. So, we won't say much more. Just that we'll have all the action this Sunday. Here on your home for the Dallas Cowboys, 1061 ESPN Richmond. Here we, uh, I want to go over the schedules uh, with Hobgood, but we have a caller first, and that's Super C's. Uh, Irish George, you're on with Jim Hobgood. Go right ahead. Well, I was going to respond. I, you know, I don't think that the Dabo Sweeney is, is under the gun at Clemson. You know, it, it's just it's just been a change in, men, in in the menu of NIL and the other things that are that are that are there now, and he and he'll change. And I think the the thing about their team uh, playing Notre Dame, you know, they were very close. If you go back and look at their games, Al, with the exception of a few turnovers, they could have easily been 8-0. They're not a bad team. They just have had unfortunate things that happen that don't normally happen. They really don't have anything to do with NIL or, or getting other players. And – they're a very dangerous team now. Certainly, because they're four and four nationally, hey, no big deal. But I can assure you, this is a very dangerous game for for Notre Dame to play because I watched them play 
four times. Just some of the weirdest things have happened to their team that they are so close to being undefeated. Uh, it's really unbelievable. Well, you, you, so I, you know, you have to believe I'm, that uh, Clemson has very talented players still, Portal, NIL notwithstanding. And I, I think the problem at Clemson is the expectation game. You know, when you're, when you're getting to the Final Four, winning a couple of national championships, and you're losing one game a year for a half dozen years, all of a sudden when you look up and you're four and four, uh, the fans get a little restless. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. Dabo Sweeney's not going to be uh, fired or dismissed or anything else. He's going to be there as long as he wants to be. But still, and, and some of it's probably his own self-imposed pressure. I'm, I'm sure he's not happy with being 4-4. Well, no, he's four not. Four. Uh, and I would think yeah. any, anybody, Notre Dame or anybody else, if you have to go to Death Valley to play, uh, that's that's a tough game and a game you uh, would be very fortunate to win if you find a way to do it. Well, I, I happen to agree with you 100% on that. And I, this is one game that, and I'm an Irish fan, that I think this is the most dangerous team you could play this time of season, just simply because of what's been going on there and the fact that I know they have a, they have a better team than their record. Well, There's they're, no they're, they're clearly that. desperate to win a game. You know, and, and I think it, exactly it, right. it, it would help them to beat a high-profile team like Notre Dame. Might uh, <laughs> make the fans feel a little better going into the – and I, I, one of the things we're, we're talking about, the ACC standings, uh, uh, I think North Carolina has to go to Clemson in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's going to be another big game down there in mm-hmm. Death Valley. So, mm-hmm. the, so the Tigers have a chance – to sort of restore themselves, if if they could uh, win their last four games, get to eight and four, and win a bowl game, then all of a sudden things would look a little brighter going forward. That's exactly right, and I'm sure that they're recruiting for next year. Is uh, I haven't seen any charts on it, but I will bet you it's not that bad. So, uh, as an Irish fan, I'm a little concerned about this game, and I'll just put that out there. Uh, other games, I was more. I don't know, more positive about this one. Uh, just because of the, the timing and what's going on with Clemson, and I know they got a good team, could be a uh, could be a scrap. Yeah, it could so. it probably will be. Three point favorite Notre Dame. Hey, thank you, George. We gotta move. Thank you. Talk to you. Bye. All right, uh, all right boy Toy Roy. What's happening, Roy? Uh, real quick, because I know you want to talk about the uh, ACC. Uh, first, uh, in primary and condolences to uh, you and Robin and Mari on Willis passing. Uh, secondly, is uh, you were talking about Frank Howitt and his strength a little while ago. Story is told that one day he was upset with the performance of the Senators with, when he was with them, of the entire team, and he got so mad that he went into a uh, shower room and turned with his bare hands all the shower handles off <laughs> so hard. <laughs> that they actually had to get plumbers to come in and loosen them up so that uh, they would work again. The other thing is uh, you were talking about uh, Maravich uh, looking like a church uh, from the church league. Uh, I think it's kind of ironic. If I'm not mistaken and memory serves me correctly, he actually dropped dead uh, after his pro career at a – a church league pickup game or something of that nature at his church. I think that's where he passed away. And, of course, I think he had Marlon syndrome. They said that was the cause of his death. 
and finally, pardon, yes, uh, finally, you you can give Hobgo uh, my phone number, Al, and uh, uh, he can call me. And when he was talking about Gibson telling Bobby to clean us something up at the uh, banquet, uh, I can tell you one night that he didn't do it, and he got with with Thomas Jefferson's. Uh, 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 banquet uh, that he was the speaker, Gibson himself, and uh, uh, you, you want to hear vulgarity. Uh, I can tell you when they almost threw him out of the uh, garden room at the old Richmond Hotel. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you about that one time in private off Al. Al. All right, good. Look forward to it. Yeah, we, want, right, buddy, we don't want Al losing his FCC license here. Yeah. <laughs> It's already torn and tattered. All right, thank you. We'll be at Gus's next Wednesday if you and the, the Griper can come out. All right. All right, let's go over these. Let's start with Louisville. Now, I'm going to put your pressure on you here. They play Virginia Tech Saturday. Who wins and who losses? Loses. Who losses? Well, just from a, an objective analytical standpoint, I would probably say Louisville. Uh, they are nine-and-a-half-point favorite the last time I looked. But uh, the Hokies have clearly been playing better. Uh, you know, they, they should have taken something out of that game in uh, Tallahassee. So, But, yeah, I would have to say Louisville. And then I think they play Virginia. Yeah, at home. Uh, that's that's going to be a win, even though the Hoos are starting to play better and have played decently on the road. But mm-hmm. uh, you would think they would win that game. And then at Miami to close out their, their season in ACC. <laughs> uh, I'd say at Miami, maybe a loss, but that puts them at 6-2, and two, which would certainly be in the mix. Uh, you might have a tiebreaker, and I don't even know how they – normally tiebreakers, you look head-on-head. But a lot of teams don't play each other anymore, so I don't, I don't know how they break the tie if you haven't played each other and you finish tied. All right, Virginia Tech is at three and one is in third place. You've got them losing at Louisville, then they go to BC. Win. Uh, NC State at home. Win. Virginia at Virginia. Win. Right, you put them at six and two then. Yeah, but they would uh, against Louisville they would lose the tiebreaker. So tie that, that's why the game this weekend is so important. Uh, Georgia Tech, and I did not get their schedule like i did the others uh that was i mistake. don't think they will be in the mix uh let's see georgia tech obviously plays virginia this weekend yeah uh, uh then georgia tech has to go to clemson i don't think they'll win that game you uh, think they'll lose to virginia uh they might they might we got give me uh, the answer uh <clears throat> what do you think all right they lose to Virginia and lose to Clemson. All right, that gives them right there four losses. They're so not they're, in the hunt. They're out of it. Right, North Carolina, Campbell, that is irrelevant. Let's jump to Duke. A week from now, they play Duke. Uh, at home, uh, Carolina wins. At Clem? I think they could lose to Clemson, so that would take them out that of the picture. That takes them out. NC State on the road after that, but that gives them uh, three losses, and you got Louisville at two, so that eliminates them. Miami has two losses. Uh, and uh, they play at NC State. Uh, I think they could beat the Wolfpack. They play at Florida State. They'll lose. All right, that's three losses. So that takes them out of it. So yeah. right, right then they now, get Louisville at home after that. And, uh, right now, I, I would have uh, Louisville. Louisville and Florida State playing for the title. But there's one more to go over. Oh, go ahead. Duke plays Wake Forest tonight. Uh, that game's in Durham. I think uh, Duke will win. At UNC. <coughs> at UNC, I think Carolina wins that game, which takes them out of the picture. They play at UVA after that. They win or lose that one. UVA at Duke. 
Uh, Duke at UVA. <clears throat> yeah. Virginia has a chance, but I would probably say Duke. All right, but they have that. That gives them three losses. So you, you got to boil down. Excuse my frog today. That's why I say this. I think the game Saturday, the winner of that game will go to the title game. Tech Louisville game. Yeah. And again, we mentioned that's a three thirty start uh, in Louisville. Uh, I hope it'll be televised somewhere here. So the Hokie Nation. You know, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm a Wahoo saying this, uh, but. Uh, Coach Fry, if, if you know, potentially that would make them what seven and one in the ACC. If they if, beat if they Louisville, out, and then they got after that, uh, they play at BC. They've had up and ups and downs in yeah, Chestnut Hill. Yeah, they'll beat BC. BC, <clears throat> you know, if, if it's a meaningful game, I, you know, that would really be laying an egg up there to lose that game. They have NC State at home after that. Yeah, Thank tech, you. Tech's not going to lose at home to NC State. And then they go to UVA. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not our decade. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the last two decades? I mean, as far right. as tech goes, it's it's not been a good century for us so far. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, and although Virginia's clearly uh, competitive, yes, they are, and uh, that would be certainly a kick in the pants for the for the Hokies if uh, Virginia beat them and kept them out of the ACC title game. But again, you, you go back to the tiebreaker thing. I mean, I, I think Louisville's going to be in the mix, and that's why this uh, weekend's game is so important because it almost gives the winner a two-game lead Yeah. Uh, because you have the tiebreaker to go with it. So, that's, that, so this, uh, for the Hokie Nation, they need to pay attention to the game on Saturday. 3.30 in Louisville. There you go. Florida State at Pitt the same time. And I don't know, is that the Tech game on the ACC network? I didn't take a look at it. It is. Tech, Robert DeBruce says yes. All right. Tech, Virginia Tech, Louisville on the ACC at 3.30. How about Georgia Tech, Virginia? they be on CW or anything? I know? think so. Uh, that, yeah, CW network. They, they're in a lot of Virginia games. And yes, they Carolina have. Games. They All do right. the ESPN format, but, they, but it's CW. All right, we've got that down in the books now. Well, the Georgia uh, Tech, uh, here's the advantage of that game. I, I think the weather's supposed to be perfect, like 70 degrees tomorrow. on, on I mean, Saturday. Saturday in Charlottesville, yeah. Uh, sunny and 70, so it's a perfect day to go to a fall football game. And I, I think Virginia's actually favored by two points, but that would give you the indication that the uh, the market, the bookies think the game is going to be close and competitive, which yeah. one would uh, – believe is true virginia two and a half over under 55 and a half we don't make bets here we don't uh, talk gambling so we did we give you lines only to give you an idea a perspective of what those that set lines think could happen should happen and may be close to the nut because usually they're pretty close to well, it. And as we've said you know virginia has lost four games by three or fewer points yeah, so they've been playing in a lot of close games so you would expect and one by one point yeah so uh you would expect this one to be close as well, and yep. maybe Virginia is due to get over the top in one of these close games. All right, let's, what, let's take a pause now. Then we'll give you, uh, if we were one year from now and the CFP was the same standings as they are now, I'm going to throw the games at you again. All right. Well, thanks for staying overtime, by the way, again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Shilly and Esposito. You know, now, keep in mind, I, I could be a reverse cue giver. If Habo says Team A, it's probably better to bet Team B. Cause, well, you know. these are games that won't be played, but next year they will be. Oh, okay. All right. This is, uh, uh, the teams will be different next year. But if, if they play the 12 team this year, this is the these are the games. All right, we'll take a pause, come back with Habo, wrap up right here on 106.1 ESPN. Don't touch that dial. Stay with us. 
Join me in the hashtag crew every morning at 10. It's Greeny. Starting at 10 o'clock after Sports Phone with Big Al on 1061 ESPN. Streaming live on the iHeartRadio app. Let's not forget number one, twenty, number twenty-one, Virginia State, the Trojans, the men of Troy High, above the Roaring uh, Appomattox, down just north of Petersburg, will take on Virginia Union Hubby Field or Hubby Stadium. Maybe is it, is it Willow Lanier Stadium and Hubby Field? I can't remember. I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember which it is. <clears throat> but Willow Lanier has gone and picked up the, his roots and moved to Kansas City. You knew that, didn't you? Uh, I didn't know. Well, I, I saw him at uh, Tavern 19 a few weeks ago, so oh, he, must, he must still come back to town periodically. Tavern 19. Uh, Independence Golf Course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, when are you and me and uh, Deacon Mike going to meet out there? Well, I'm meeting Deacon Mike to, tomorrow for lunch out there. You're welcome to join us. Well, no, I don't want to invite myself now. Well, we'll I invite See you. how the day goes. I Wait, don't want to know, oh, uh, uh, High noon tomorrow. High uh, noon tomorrow. Tavern 19, Tavern Independence 19. Golf Club. <clears throat> Uh, Deacon Mike, uh, you know they—they—they're uh, not—they're uh, ranked twelfth in the power rankings this week, uh, and as you say, you got the Dukies uh, this weekend. Who's number twelve in the uh, well? Oh, in the, the ACC power rankings. Yeah, yeah so, wait for it. Yeah, not not very good. <clears throat> not not the best year for them. No, no. And there's two. He's gonna tell the people in Germany how to pronounce his name up on the board. That's right. I believe uh, that's <laughs> what that clip is. Yep. And no, I won't. I won't try. No, I'm not. <laughs> Before, it's yeah. official pronunciation. ODU, by the way, is uh, home versus Coastal Carolina tomorrow at three thirty. Give you some other games. Madison travels down to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. Georgia State's a very good team this year. Also three thirty, and then uh, they are a five and a half point spot there. Liberty plays Louisiana Tech at six. Uh, tomorrow, Liberty unbeaten, and they're number 27 or 6 in the polls. And Madison's number 23, I know, in the AP. Uh, we'll see if they can get to a bowl only if there are not enough 6 and 6s to advance. Uh, what else do we have for you today, Jimbo? Well, I was just looking here. You know, you talked about the CFP rankings. You know, there are five undefeated teams, but Ohio State and Michigan are playing each other. So if Florida State and Washington remain undefeated, that could mean that potentially Ohio State or Michigan doesn't make the Final Four, even though they probably are both in the top four teams in the country. So it's an argument on behalf of next year where they expand the field to 12 so that, uh, you know, and I'm sure next year the number 13 team is going to be complaining because they think they should have gotten in. But uh, nevertheless – and it's interesting, there there are currently in the CFP rankings 13 teams. Louisville is ranked 13th. So you would think the uh, the teams that do have one loss are all, are all thinking that they still have a chance yeah. if they can uh, run the table, depending on what else happens, including even Alabama. You know, if Alabama beats LSU, they would be likely headed to the uh, – SEC title game against Georgia, and if by some way they upset Georgia, they're probably in they're the gone. final four. Yeah. Yep. Right now it would be Ohio State, 
Florida State, <clears throat> excuse me, in one game, and Georgia, Michigan in the other, <clears throat> which was supposed to be the title game last year, but the Horn Frogs had something to say about that, beating Michigan 51-45 yeah. last year. And I showed what I uh, know last week by picking Oklahoma, and they uh, turn around and get beat by Kansas. So goodbye to the Sooners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that talking about it with uh, Robert the Bruce. He said, no, it was you and I talking about it last week. And because uh, we were talking, you know, well, Oklahoma XYZ, they, they, they will, but Washington's the one that won. Uh, I don't think they won big or anything, did they? Uh, but, but Oklahoma is now pretty much cooked <clears throat> now yeah, they think... are number nine but uh, they did get beat by the jayhawks no C- the, odds are, jayhawks. the odds are they will not be <laughs> the uh, team with one loss to get in no you know if you're going to have a one loss team it's probably going to be ohio state or michigan right. whoever, whoever loses that game uh particularly if the game is close you know <laughs> what you would expect it to be but who knows yeah because you got oregon texas alabama oklahoma Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri, and Louisville all have won losses. And you can say, yeah, X, Y, and Z are, are eliminated. Ohio State, Michigan will have – one of them will have a loss. I think Penn State still has to play Michigan before the year is over. Yes. So that <clears> – you know, somebody has to lose these games. You know, particularly in college, they have overtime, so there's no way of getting a tie anymore. So, no. uh, so yeah, the, the teams that play each other sort of eliminate each other and – we're going to get there, and that's that's what makes it fun to speculate on uh, who's going to beat whom and who we're going to end up with in uh, late December, January, or, or all the games, I guess, are in January, the semifinals and the finals. Well, you know this much. Uh, 4 o'clock next Tuesday, we'll get a new poll. And it's the official poll. You can talk AP and coaches all you want, but this is this is the uh, this is the one we yeah, look at. Yeah, the uh, chairman of the committee is Boo Corrigan, who I wish was the athletic director at the University of Virginia. But that's just well, another story for another day. Throwing Carla Williams off the ship. Well, right? you know, I, I like the Corrigan name. Would have been a good legacy pick for UVA yeah. to, uh, to have another Corrigan back uh, yeah. in the big office at the McHugh Center. But yeah, Gene Corrigan was the man. Yeah, great, so. great guy. Yeah, it's a shame. All right, well, we'll see. There'll be good football this weekend, pro and college. I mean, you look at the games that, that are going to be played. You've got, uh, you know, with Notre Dame at Clemson, still going to be a good game. I think it'll be close. We know that. Virginia and Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech and Louisville is going to be a big game, uh, obviously, here in Central Virginia for us to watch and have interest in. And a lot uh, of implications with yep. that game, as we've discussed. Old Dominion. Try, get, try, what, what's Old Dominion's record now, Bruce? Four and four. <clears throat> four and four. What's their conference record? <clears throat> they are three and two, I believe. Uh, you one. have to look. Well, I, I am ashamed of I this. I know their actual record. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, they lost to James Madison. No, James Madison was their first loss, was it not? Yeah, I uh, think so. This is his school. I know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we pull yeah. for Old Dominion in that game, obviously. Oh, yeah. Regardless, uh, we're pulling for that. Georgia is playing Missouri. They are a 15-and-a-half-point favorite over Georgia. All right, so there'll be a lot of great football to watch this weekend, including Alabama LSU at 745. Yeah, that one uh, <laughs> should be should be interesting and entertaining, uh, you know, given the, they've – They've had a little bit of a history here yep. in recent years. And we're certainly pulling from Madison over Georgia State also in all the local schools and the you know down to the Division Three Randolph-Macon's on the road and, uh, you know, Virginia State, Virginia Union here in town. We're out of town. Uh, I want to thank Mike London for joining us earlier. Robert the Bruce, thank you for all your work on the other side of the glass. We appreciate that. Happy to be here. 
And uh, how about brought to us by Schilling and Esposito. We thank them for sponsoring you. Thank you for staying the full hour as always. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next week. See you Wednesday. Yes, sir. All right, with uh, with Averett, we'll be here. And thanks for all you guys to call and listen. We would not be here without y'all, number one. Number two, uh, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors. We would not be here without them. If you have need for other practice services, go see them. King at 7, we're back at 8 tomorrow morning. You're home.